listening to Family Petals, the podcast for people questioning the status quo and getting around a little bit differently. I'm your host, Sarah Copper. Today, I'm welcoming my friend Leslie Lilly to the show. She and I met through a group she created in Austin called Babes with Babes on Bikes. Every week, the group would ride to a park or another kid-friendly attraction. It was a great way to explore the city and meet other like-minded families. You'll also hear about her family's experience spending a year living on the road, exploring the states by bike. If you're like me, by the end, you'll want to pack up your gear and go on your own cycling adventure. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for coming on the show today. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So last time we were in contact, we were both living in Austin. And since then, my family has moved here to Indiana, and your family has gone on a year-long biking, traveling, nomadic living adventure. Why don't you start by sharing a little bit about your family and what you've been up to? Yeah, so my name is Leslie, and my husband and I have been cycling all across the country with our six-year-old, or almost six-year-old daughter. And this past year has just been full of comparing all of these different towns that we're in and the cycling cultures that are there to Austin. And it's, it's really wonderful to see how different people move themselves in the different cities across the country on their bicycles. Because it's a little bit different everywhere. Some places are really easy to ride your bicycle and some places are a little bit more challenging. Tell me a little bit more about that. Was there one place that you found really surprising that was bike friendly or vice versa? Flagstaff, Arizona. I didn't have a whole lot of experience with Flagstaff, but not only was it a very family friendly city, but it was extremely friendly with the bicycles. Even when people seemingly didn't know what to do with you when you're riding a bicycle and with your small child, everybody just gave you the right of way and smiled and sometimes honked and waved. And it was really lovely. And I was not expecting that little mountain town to be so bicycle friendly. And of course, Portland, it was so fun riding in Portland. That wasn't a surprise because they have wonderful bicycle culture there. So that was really great. But it's different to hear about it than it is to actually experience it and get to ride on some of that world-class infrastructure that's in place. It is truly world-class infrastructure. (laughs) Definitely. It's great. (laughs) Can you describe a little bit more about how you guys were traveling? Sure. Right before we actually went on this big trip, me and my daughter went on a bicycle tour, just the two of us and my mom. And it was kind of gearing us up for this longer trip. And we just went on bicycles and brought all of our camping gear and traveled across uh, Texas to the border of Louisiana. And that was me pulling my daughter in a kind of bicycle carriage called a Weehoo, where they have their own drivetrain and they can contribute to the pedaling. Mm-hmm. And I brought all of our camping gear. So we did that a little bit right before we went on this bigger trip. And then we loaded the bicycles up into a camper along with the Weehoo. And so we just had them on the back of our camper. Because after going on a tour with a very small child, we did kind of realize that going 
for a long, long period of time without some of the conveniences of motor vehicles was going to be a little bit harder. Yes. But once she's a little older, I think we have some longer tours in the works. I love that idea of being able to have the home base and also cover ground that isn't necessarily the most fun, especially with a young cyclist, and then do explorations once you're there and longer trips once you set up camp. Yes, absolutely. And because there's not enough interstate bicycle infrastructure for touring in the United States that feels safe to do with young children, Mm -hmm. that's a lesson that we have also learned. I hope for it in the future that there's interstate bicycle infrastructure that you can do with families that's more family friendly. Yes, that's the dream. That is the dream. And tell us again exactly how long you guys were on the road. Yeah, we were gone for one year. It started actually with a plan for three months, and then it moved up to five months. And then it just kept going to a year. (laughs) It was so fun. (laughs) I love it. I would love for you to describe your basic routine during that year when you were on the road and how you balanced things like work and fun and writing and exploring and just what that looked like for your family over the course of the year. Sure. So the way that we traveled was on a week-by-week basis. We didn't stay anywhere less than a week, but sometimes we would stay places for a week to a month. My husband was working. He's a software developer, so he was working from our camper or somewhere around our camper while we were traveling, and I would take our daughter on daily bike rides in the places that we were. So for instance, we were in South Lake Tahoe for a week and they have these beautiful bike paths and we would set my husband up at the coffee shop for him to work. And then we would just set out on our bikes. Public libraries are one of the greatest things that we have They're air-conditioned after a hot day of riding. They have bathrooms, they have books, and they're always a great pit stop on our bicycle rides. So we almost always uh, navigated towards public libraries. We would just spend most of our days on the bikes exploring the fun places and then come back to the campsite at the end of the day. On top of cycling, we are really into rock climbing too. So we would sometimes bring climbing gear on the bicycles. That sounds amazing. And that was fun. And our daughter is into climbing too. She's a, she's a tough little kid. Yeah, she's an adventurer. I look forward to seeing if you guys head out on another adventure like that in the future and what that'll look like as your daughter gets older. Well, let's go backwards in time then and have you tell us a little bit about how you first got started in biking for transportation. Yeah, so my first real serious bicycling transportation didn't start until I was in college. Just I didn't have a car and I went to college in Portland. And so, of course, all the cool kids are riding bikes. And so I got a bike and started riding to be a cool kid, too. (laughs) And then what did that look like when you had your daughter? Did you jump right into biking with her or is that something that evolved over time? So before she was born, me and my husband were very, very avid cyclists. 
we were ready. We were planning her future as a cyclist from the moment she was conceived. So as soon as we could get a helmet to fit on her head, we definitely were biking with her. And it was the most wonderful thing. I think even before she could be in the bicycle, we did some bike parades where my husband was pulling a pedicab Mm -hmm. and we could just sit in the back. So we were ready to do it immediately. And then what does that look like in its current state? Is she riding on her own bike next to you guys? Are you still using the WeHoo or some combination of all of the above? That has been a developing thing over this past year since we have been cycling a lot and she's been becoming a much stronger rider. She is definitely able to push pretty far. So on her own bike, she can ride about 10 miles. Wow. But when we have to ride across the city or ride in streets, because she's so small and drivers have a hard time seeing somebody that's that small, we usually still put her in the WeHo mm-hmm. and carry her when there's, when there's a lot of traffic. But if we can be on really safe spaces, she can go for a long time. If I could just put her on like a tall bike so people could <laughs> see her, she could probably be better off the roads. Yes. I have another question about how that's been for her cycling and your family, because I think when there are families that are so focused on cycling and that it's so much, as you said, a part of your life and that you knew that was something that you wanted her to be part of from the get-go, do you ever feel any, any sense of pushback from her or is it always something that she's really excited to do and just sees as totally normal? There has been minimal pushback because whenever we have sensed it, we have just stopped because we don't want her to have any negative associations with bike riding. We don't want it to be something that we're forcing her to do. Mm -hmm. We want her to have fun. Of course, snacks as bribes to get to that next mile marker are an incredible way to encourage her to go (laughs) forward. Uh It's striking that balance between pushing. I mean, she's really little. We, you know, she's definitely little, but she's very strong. And we want to push her to get stronger in something that we sense she enjoys, but we don't want to drive her into hating it ever. So we've just tried to really never push it too hard. And when she sees how much we like it, and when we expose her to other kids mm-hmm. that look cool riding their bikes, going to the pump track and seeing the cool BMX riders doing tricks or kids that are a little bit older than her that she respects. We try to foster those interactions so that it seems cool to her as well as her liking it. Yes, the positive peer pressure is a real thing. And Austin's also a great place where there are so many families that are biking, especially in the more central neighborhoods that it isn't as though it's a strange thing one family's doing, but that there's a whole community of people who are also invested and interested and valuing that as a family. Absolutely. It's good inspiration. Yes. Which leads us right into talking a little bit about the group that you created when your daughter was younger called the amazing name Babes with Babes on Bikes. <laughs> yes. That was such a great way for me to get connected to other families that were biking. And I know the other participants in the group felt the same way, that I knew lots of my friends that were biking, but not necessarily friends that had kids and were trying to do that. 
And for me, it really normalized the idea of getting around by bike with my kids. Can you speak a little bit to the inspiration behind the group and what we did as a group? Absolutely. So Babes with Babes on Bikes was a weekly cycling club, I guess you could call it. And we met in the mornings and went on pretty easy rides with little ones in tow. And what inspired me to do it is I was doing it anyway. When you're home with a small child and you want to go ride bikes, it's just really fun to have other people to talk to. Yes. I think I went on one ride with a girlfriend and she felt really happy that we had done this. Like she was like, this is the best thing we've ever done in our entire lives. Got on bike ride with our little kids. And I just wanted to do it every single week. Almost every single member of the group, I didn't know before we started doing Babes with Babes. And all of the women and a couple of dads that started coming, they're all friends that I still have now. We were drawn together by a mutual love for for riding bikes. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to the logistics of how you organized it and how you went about picking out routes and making all of it happen? Absolutely. So in Austin, we are lucky enough to have some really nice cycling infrastructure that isn't solely on roadways. And there's some special little paths that lead to nice picnic areas, more and more great cycling infrastructure with low speed traffic around it. So the way I would pick the routes would be to think of routes in the range of six to 10 miles round trip and make sure that they were relatively flat because pulling a bike trailer up a steep hill is very difficult, even for the strongest of us. Mm -hmm. And making sure that there were good spots to stop for picnics and shared snacks and places for the kids to run around because it's easy to plan a route that only involves you cycling, but the kids always want to stop. So snacks are essential anytime you're traveling with children by bike or otherwise. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. I would also love for you to speak a little bit about what it was like to lead a group of people, because that is actually a very particular skill. And that if you're used to riding by yourself, you only have to focus on yourself. But when you're in charge of a group and trying to make sure that everyone feels safe and comfortable and going through intersections and just how you thought about that and maybe some things you learned from the experience. It's always important to be aware of safety issues when you're on your bicycle, but probably more so when you're with children. Everybody wants to be as safe as possible when they're riding with their children and model that safe behavior. So I actually went to a group ride leader training offered through the American Cycling Association, and it was extremely helpful. It gave me a lot of guidelines on what to do when you're riding in the roads, little tips on how to make everybody feel safe. The first one being giving a little talk about hand signals before the ride starts so that everybody can understand the different ways that cyclists are going to be communicating to each other about turns, about stopping, and about debris or potholes in the road. Talking about what we do at stop signs, 
what we do if we need to get on the sidewalk, just having a lot of the expectations for things that come up communicated before anybody is actually pedaling on their bicycles. While riding, always communicating. I love to talk a lot anyway, so (laughs) that maybe is an easy one for me. Just always talking to everybody, making sure everybody's feeling good and you know feeling comfortable with the pace, the distance, or if anybody needs a snack break. It just comes down to constantly communicating. Being part of the Babes with Babes group was my first time really doing a lot of group rides, and it was definitely something I became more comfortable with over time. It's just figuring out your place in the group and... It is a skill to learn how to ride safely in a group and in a way that makes everybody in the group feel comfortable. Absolutely. Well, I always end the show with these three questions tailored to each guest's experience. So feel free to either talk about your experience leading the group or about your family's experience on your year-long traveling biking adventure. Sure. What did you find to be the biggest challenges? So I think the biggest challenge with the babes, with babes on bikes, and also doing any kind of bike travel is educating people about the safety of it and not how to stay safe, but educating people about how it is actually safer than you think. Because mm. a lot of people are really afraid of getting on their bicycles with children because they think it's not safe enough and that they're putting their children at risk. And having been in actual car accidents before, I'm pretty sure that cycling, at least for our family, feels much safer than putting my child in a car, even though we do both of them every single day. But the challenges of getting comfortable with cycling and getting other people to understand that it is safe. Specifically, like with my parents, I think they had a really hard time thinking that riding around with my child was safe. Mm -hmm. But I think it is safe if you just pay attention and know the rules. And if you're riding with drivers, doing the sorts of things that allow drivers to anticipate what you're going to do. I feel safe on my bicycle and I feel safe that my daughter is riding. Having other people understand that too is the biggest challenge. Yes. I think you're framing that in a really positive way in terms of seeing it as an opportunity to educate people about the reality of the relative dangers and safety of biking and driving. I think a way I often experience that is through judgment from other people about our parenting choices and about choosing to bike with our kids. And that can feel really frustrating, but it can also be an opportunity the way that you're describing it. It is an opportunity. Sometimes it falls on deaf ears, and I understand that. But for us, the benefit of it, I mean, it doesn't even outweigh the the risk. I think the risk is misunderstood. And once you get comfortable doing anything and understand what you have to do to be safe, I think then you can be perfectly safe riding a bicycle with your children, even in a really busy city like Austin. Yes. Well, you've already hinted at the numerous benefits your family experiences. Why don't you tell us some of the top ones for you? There's something about slowing down the way you travel that allows you to just experience where you are in a much more interesting way. And it just feels a lot more satisfying. 
the exercise component of cycling for young children, I personally think that for the big emotions that little kids can have, that getting a lot of exercise can help deal with those big emotions too. Mm. I personally use cycling as a form of relaxing and, and processing stuff on a long ride by myself. And I think little kids can benefit from that same thing. And they have big emotions that they're learning to deal with and exercise and that confidence that they build when they can learn how to move their bodies from you know one location to another on their bicycle is all really good stuff. Yes, it is a very therapeutic experience. And I've never really thought about it in the way you're describing in terms of helping them process emotions, but I see that and I think that you're spot on. Yeah. Well, let's end by having you offer some advice to listeners. I would love for you to speak to both of the experiences we've touched on in this episode. And if somebody wanted to plan a big trip like yours, what's the one piece of advice you would offer them? And then also, if they were interested in starting a similar group, getting families together, what would you recommend? So in terms of advice for setting out on a big adventure, I think that having a little bit of faith that things will work out is a big part of it. I do love to plan things, but I love to go with the flow. And I think setting out on a big adventure on bicycle or on the road with your bikes, anything, there has to be a lot of flexibility in how you approach it. I know for us, we came up with this dream to just kind of lead this life of going on adventures. And so much of what you plan changes. So it seems like over planning can be more stressful than anything, especially when hard fought plans don't work out. And then that can be disappointing. But just going for it and jumping on the bike and just heading out and planning as you go. Mm-hmm. I think planning as you go is definitely the the mantra that guided all of our adventuring this past year. And trusting the process, because I'm sure what you thought at the beginning of it changed over time as you figured out the rhythm that worked for your family. I'm sure that shifted over time as you learned from your experience. Absolutely. The flexibility and just the adaptability of travel, you have to have to adapt to every little thing. Everything we anticipated being the challenges were not the challenges. Mm. Apparently, we do pretty well in small spaces with limited resources and infrequent showers and bathing. We're all totally fine with that. I think it's the free time and striking a balance between structure and and freedom. Those were the interesting parts that we didn't really anticipate. Mm. I thrived having there not be much structure. Our daughter really needed more structure as we realized we had to kind of schedule things more for her sake. We had to be adaptable to that. Trying to balance the needs of everybody in the family, I'm sure, is such a challenge. But also, what wonderful lessons to impart to your daughter as well about learning how to adapt and figuring out what you do need in every situation and how to make adjustments. Absolutely. So what about people who are wanting to do those kind of biking adventures in town? How would you recommend they go about starting a group? So I think where we started, I just remember making that first Facebook group and the first event 
to invite people. And I met a mom at the library who was interested, and I posted a link to the first ride on the Austin Moms blog, and a couple people showed up. And then I just stayed consistent with it. Whether or not one person or five people showed up, I just consistently kept doing it and kept posting. And that's what made it. That's what made people keep coming because it was always, it always happened every week, you know, starting out with small rides and then just committing. I think the commitment part of it is what matters the most because if it only happens once, every two to five weeks, then it's hard for there to be momentum. And I think also when you're talking about how people you didn't expect or didn't know that would be coming that were outside of your network, I think that really speaks to the idea that there are people out there who want something like this and who want to participate. It's just a matter of finding them. So if you have that consistency, people will join in over time and that it just takes someone being the one to make that first group and send out the invitation to get something started. Sometimes the uptake is not immediate. I mean, it takes a little word of mouth spreading and people finally deciding they're going to do it that one morning. And then they show up. They're like, oh, hi, new friend on a bicycle. Let's ride bikes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if listeners are interested in following your family's rock climbing, biking, traveling adventures, where can they get in touch with you? People can email me at leslie.lily at gmail.com or get in touch on Facebook. And that's it. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. And it was really great to catch up and hear what your family has been up to since we were last riding bikes together. Thank you so much for chatting about bikes. I love it. It's the best thing to talk about, I think. Agreed. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you've been enjoying these interviews, I would so appreciate if you could leave a rating and review on iTunes or share the show with a friend to help spread the word. Next time, Aaron Powell will be coming on the show to talk about his cargo biking company, and his vision of making cargo bikes accessible to more families. I hope you'll join me then.